Career Crossroads with Adrian Chu, career coach, author of the 2015 book, Career Crossroads. Do nice guys finish last in business? Earlier, we heard uh, five thoughts that Adrian has on this. Now for the good stuff, Adrian, the juicy anecdotes. And I'm going to share some from my career as well. But maybe you can get us started where, you know, you are a high-level recruiter. You've worked in oil and gas industry. For you, did it help being nice or being nasty? Well, I... I have difficulty being nasty. In fact, one of the things, one of the feedback I've gotten from my bosses before was that I was way too nice. In fact, uh, I've always had uh, issues being assertive, mm. so much so that uh, we had we had uh, long discussions about how I should not be too nice, in fact. So it's, it's always been a challenge for me, but I've always believed that, oh, that's me, that's my DNA. I don't need to be mean. I don't need to push people around. So, uh, but it's, it was a different context in, in a different organization then. So it's tough. But for Personally, for me, I think you don't you don't have to be nasty to finish uh, to to finish on top, and at the end of the day, it's what what legacy you're leaving behind. And when people mention you, do they mention you fondly or not? One example is I once had this uh, lady boss. Oh no, I shouldn't have said lady boss, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, she she was mean and she enjoyed uh, yelling at people. She mm. enjoyed uh, uh, talking bad stuff about people behind mm-hmm, their backs mm-hmm. and everything. And she was uh, her career was stellar. She was all the way at the top, and no one could touch her. Mm-hmm. But uh, no one liked her. What industry? Oil and gas. Uh, oil and gas. Mm. Yeah, and no one, no one really liked her. But uh, in fact. They had, a, they had a saying about her is that uh, there are some people who bring joy where, wherever they go and others whenever they go. Wow. Yeah, so she was uh, the latter. Right. So, uh, yeah, and, and she had a good run, but uh, there was some reshuffling and everything and, and the powers that they were supporting her uh, had to leave the organization. Boy, she was, the first to, she was the first to be fired. Because she was so unpopular and you know, created such havoc. Yeah, she rubbed people the wrong way. In fact, as, as a headhunter as well, a lot of times we get, we do background checks, we do reputational checks on people. Mm. And if, they are, if we find out that they're not nice to work with, or if they're tough or too tough or too rough, reputationally, uh, we try not to present those candidates to our clients as well. Wow. So that reputation does follow you. You know, I'm a bit like you. I find it hard to be uh, nasty. Uh, you know, I'm from, I'm a late baby boomer, so I can remember, you know, the, the 60s and 70s and, you know, love and all that kind of thing. And, and that, my natural DNA is not to be really abrasive and, and tough on, on people in a management situation. But I've learned through my career that sometimes you just have to put your foot down. Uh, but it's, again, it's something that isn't natural to me. Give you an example. Um, you know, recently I was, well, a few years ago, I was in a job where I was uh, quite a senior person coming in a, in a lesser position and I had younger managers above me. And we've sh- shared about this before. We ha- I, there was one guy who was actually the same level as me, but he had been in the company for a long time and he was, he knew more about the company and how it ticked over and all that. And he actually did a training with us here in Singapore, came over and did it from, from London. And I thought he was just kind of our friend and all that. But then uh, as soon as he went back, any little thing that my small team in Singapore did wrong, he would announce it on email and CC everybody. CC oh, your no. mother, your oh, father, no. you know, every person, you know, every person. And, and it was completely unnecessary. I mean, sometimes you need to CC everyone, uh, you know, on the email and, you know, carbon copy them in. But this was just ridiculous, little small things. And, and it really grated on me. And I'm like, mm, look, I haven't been in this company for a long time. And I should I stand up to this guy? And, and even though he's young and he's the same level as me, but he's been in the company a long time. But then I realized enough is enough. It's just, you know, everything. And so he, he wanted to make the team look bad. 
And I, so I called him. I called him up. I said, hey, listen, what you're doing isn't right. There's no need to do it. You're trying to make us look bad. And if you've got a problem with it and my team, you need to come directly to me first and let's talk about it. And he was very defensive, of course, and you know he was very experienced and he'd been there a long time. And he didn't really acknowledge any kind of guilt on his side. But what changed is he never started doing this um, BCCing again, I mean, uh, or CCing again. Uh, so his behavior changed. So sometimes when you stand up, the person may not acknowledge things, but then you'll see the behavior changing. And for me, that was a very important lesson. And I wish that I'd done it more uh, in some other jobs. What about you? Yeah, I know what you mean. In fact, the, the example you gave is a perfect example of uh, being fair, but uh, being nice by being fair as well mm. and being assertive. It was my team. It wasn't just me. It was my members of my team as well. Yeah, that's true. And, and I think uh, sometimes you have to push back, uh, which which is, especially within the Asian context, uh, we, we tend not to push back because that's making yourself seem disagreeable. So mm. that's not nice. So yeah. we always try to be nice. But, but you know, there's, there's an old saying, you can't please everybody all the time. Exactly. You can't please everyone all, ever, all the time. And of course, we all want to be popular, but that's not going to be possible if you're a manager. Yeah, that's or right. even if you're a, a colleague, not everyone's going to like your style. Yeah, but one thing that really grates me really, really badly is when some people are selectively nice. So they're nice to some people, they're not nice to other people. Yes. And sometimes when you see they're not nice, they're nice to the bosses, but they're not nice to the coffee lady. Yes, that always just, give a, a true uh, indication of that person's quality and character, I think. Yeah, so uh, so that's why. In fact, uh, in fact, uh, there, there was an episode once in in uh, uh, on TV where uh, they they had a uh, it was a reality show, mm-hmm. and and uh, Richard Branson was actually uh, one of the guests, one of the hosts, and he he picked. It was one of those competition shows. I can't remember what the title was, uh, but uh, it. it, it all the guests were picked up from the airport by an old scruffy old uh, uh, chauffeur who yeah. was making lots of mistakes and everything. <laughs> and and a lot of the contestants, some of them were berating him and scolding him. Some were nice to him. But at a the, at the big reveal, uh, it was actually Richard Branson. Oh, dear. In wow. disguise. Wow. So we wanted said, to see how people reacted. Yeah, correct. And so sometimes it's, it's, you don't have to be selectively nice. I mean, if you're nice and genuinely nice, it shows. Mm. And you don't need to be nice. Uh, and nice guys don't always have to end up last. We're with uh, Adrian Chu from uh, Career Crossroads, the 2015 book career coach, discussing do nice guys finish last in business. I gave you an example where I stood up, but I'll give you an example where I didn't stand up and it paid, uh, it it hurt me later on, Uh, okay? So this was not in Singapore. This was many years ago. And I brought a guy into the team uh, who had been convicted of a crime uh, to do with corruption. Didn't go to jail, but was heavily fined. And, um, but... Look, he, he contacted me directly. He said, look, uh, you know, I, I, I was framed or he said that uh, it wasn't, uh, he wasn't the, you know, guilty, which is always, I guess, every jailhouse snitch has the same uh, sort of story. So anyway, he had charisma. Uh, you know, he had charisma, he had something and, and he befriended me through social media. So I brought him into a team in quite a prominent position where he was well paid and high profile and uh I regretted it because I was too much of his friend to start with. I didn't set the ground rules. And I found out that very quickly he started to take liberties. Wow. And for example, um, you know, we asked him to do a duty that he thought wasn't um, to do with, uh, you know, beyond his normal duties, which it wasn't. It was part of his normal duties. But he, rather than asking me, he went to one of the admin people uh, in finance and tried to get more money from them. Directly, without telling me. (laughs) So um, this got worse and worse and worse. And I was stuck with this person because they were ingrained. And uh, then they they started to go against me. They started to backbite me and put me down. And I'm like, wow, this is a really big wake-up call for me. What I learned was, okay, give someone a second chance, but 
really set the ground rules in a very straight way. Uh, because I, I guess being an Australian, we always kind of have this mateship where we want to be friends with people. But sometimes in business, you can't do that. Uh, so this, you know, looking back, I wouldn't have brought the person in. I regretted it. Wow. Well, we live and we learn, right? <laughs> <laughs> I should have been tougher. I was too much of a nice guy and it uh, it wasn't disastrous. The, the job I was in, I was still able to do it and I left, uh, you know, my own accord and, and lasted several years. But I look back on that situation and the true character of this person came out. And it's a bit like those Hollywood movies when you believe someone didn't murder their wife uh, and they were framed. <laughs> and then uh, about uh, two hours in, you go, oh. and then it all re- it's all revealed that, yeah. yeah, maybe there is smoke where there's fire. Yeah. So it's like the O.J. Simpson story, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the glove fitted, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Uh, so, this, yeah, this is something that we all live and learn. And I, look, I think back, you know, I've worked for almost 40 years the thing I would say is that I should have pushed back more than I have. You know, that's one thing I've learned. Being a manager, being a subordinate, being a colleague, I think I may be a bit Asian in some ways. I don't like to confrontation and maybe it's more passive aggressive than direct. But I would say one thing I would give to people is, you know, be strong. Don't be afraid not to be a nice guy or girl. Yeah, that's very true. And at the end of the day, you know, uh, you just want to leave a good legacy behind. And you want to make sure they do a good job at, at, at the same time as well. Exactly. So I've got a, a good balance. I've got a question for you. So we've all been in situations where maybe a, a manager or someone above us has been a bad timekeeper and has like arranged meetings with us and then cancelled at the last moment and continues to do this. And this can be a very awkward thing. And it happened to me in a, in a job a few years ago. And, and you know, how much do you think you should be the nice guy and say, OK, I'll reschedule. No problem. No problem. How much should you say, hey, listen, you've done this three times for me before. I'm going to stand up to you and it's time to uh, either st- stop this kind of behavior because you wouldn't like it if it happened to you. Yeah, that's true. I'm kind of, as I said, I'm kind of a nice guy. So uh, I'll, I'll give the, food, the first two strikes for free. Mm. But third strike, I'll say, hey, look, I really got to get. <laughs> I had a colleague once who would uh, hook me up with uh, last, me- last minute meetings. It's terrible in terms of my timing because I had to juggle stuff around. And you know, I still remember there was one time she came up to me and said, hey, uh, we are meeting a client. I said, okay, when? Uh, in 15 minutes. <laughs> no, I can't do it in 10 minutes. You have to go alone. I'm not uh, going yeah, to do so Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess it has to be balanced, doesn't it? Yeah, that's true. And that's where uh, the wisdom of maturity comes in. And for older, older executives like us, it becomes a lot easier. So the younger ones have to figure out. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the one thing about uh, you know, putting more years on the clock in a professional sense. We do see cycles. We learn from things that have happened to us. And hopefully we take those lessons forward and change our behavior. But sometimes when we're so much set in a, in a way of behaving, it can be challenging. So I think it helps to write down, you know, some of these experiences and look back and say, okay, this is what I learned from this experience. When I brought the person in who had the corruption background and I know next time I will be a lot stronger. Yeah, that's true. So uh, you got to do more, more stringent reference checks in future, right? Yeah. And I think trust your gut as well. I mean, that's something that will always guide you. If you trust your gut on things, sometimes you know, I think we all get a sign whether something is a good idea or not a good idea. Yeah, that's true. All right. Well, look, uh, Adrian Chu, thank you so much for your uh, stories and insights. Do nice guys finish last? You think they don't, and I think they don't always. So let's hope that we continue to be nice and have success in business, but also learn from what's going on. This is Weekend Mornings on Money FM 89.3.